At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. With us today is former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich. One smart guy, one good friend, one historian and a patriot of our, uh, our country. He loves our country. Uh, Speaker Gingrich, tell me, what the heck is going on in Washington? Give us an update. Well, there's been a lot of different things going on. There's been a surprising bipartisan move against China, uh, including a vote condemning the Chinese for their uh, spy balloon and its penetration of American sovereign airspace. Which, which passed unanimously, 419 to zero in the House, uh, which I thought was a significant sign of, you know, I mean, Biden may not understand it, but the rest of the country is coming together in a serious way. I think that there is a very serious effort on the way to move back towards a balanced budget. And I think you're going to see some, a whole range of positive ideas coming out of the House Republicans on how to get that done. I think that's a big deal. Um, I thought in the, State of the Union, I actually thought the most important thing Tuesday night wasn't Biden's speech, but the follow-on speech. And I'd say to all of our listeners, uh, if you have not seen um, Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders' speech from Tuesday night, you know, pull it up on YouTube. Don't don't read it. You have to see how she delivers it. I thought it was the best general statement of conservative philosophy since Ronald Reagan in October of 1964, when he gave a speech called A Time for Choosing. I mean, she nailed it at every level, and she did it with personal stories and with warmth and with effectiveness. It, you know, she's 40 years old, brand-new governor, and I, I wrote a newsletter at, at uh, Gingrich 360 saying that a star is born, uh, that that's, uh, she's, she's really going to be a significant player. Uh, the other thing I was really struck with, John, is that um, – Biden is Biden is just a totally dishonest hypocrite. Uh, his comments, first of all, his effort to attack the Republicans on Medicare and Social Security, which literally got booed down by the Republicans, and he had to back off. And if you watch that section of the tape, he backs off and changes his position and sort of bounces around in a way that is crazy. Um, and finally says, well, gosh, I guess maybe we're all in agreement that we're not going to cut it. But there's a deeper thing here. Uh, we are faced with a crisis in Medicare and Medicaid that people don't want to talk about. But but the fact is uh, that we, we are going to face um, Medicare and Medicaid running out of money, and the time to start fixing that is now. It's not, it's not when you get to the actual crisis, but it's right now. And the uh, President Biden, instead of saying in a serious way, how do we talk this through, how do we pull it ourselves together, uh, just threw gasoline on the fire, uh, and what that's going to do is make it impossible in the short run to do anything that really helps save Social Security and Medicare. And I think I think that is a, that's a huge, huge out year problem for all of us. I and mean, as we live longer, and as we live better, and as medicine gets better, uh, those two programs are dramatically more expensive than they projected 30 years ago, uh, and we've got to really think through and come to grips with it. 
uh, and recognize, you know, and you can't do it in this environment. I mean, the most we could do is create a commission that, that was genuinely bipartisan and that could report back in 2025 with sort of a menu of possible ways of fixing the problems. But you could uh, never Mr. Speaker, uh, I think you're, you're absolutely right, but it's got to be a bipartisan issue without somebody uh, getting up and yelling about it like um, President Biden did. And because um, I'm not sure that I hit your desk yet. One, uh, one of the new reasons we learned the other day why uh, uh, we didn't get a red victory in, um, in, uh, in November was 26 million young people filed uh, their, their, uh, for, for uh, getting back the $10,000 from uh, their college fund or their, uh, right. and, and that's a lot of, 26 million people, that made the difference because the Democrats, which is nothing wrong with it, promised them, you're gonna, if you vote for us, we're gonna give you 10, back $10,000. Okay, it's one thing to believe in Santa Claus when you're five, but at some point, you begin to realize, oh, somebody actually has to pay the bill. And what, what you got to the night in the State of the Union was, was uh, Biden promising to spend even more money to create even more inflation, to create even more debt. Uh, and this is a formula for ter- just ultimately uh, crippling the United States. Uh, and, and you already see it in, in a, a number. I know you as a businessman see this stuff all the time. Part of the reason we but, have this, this, this artificially good uh, unemployment rate is only 62% of American adults are engaged in the economy. Now, France, which we used to laugh at, is at 74%. So if you're in a situation where there are more French engaged in work than Americans, you know something profound has happened. Everybody's staying home. And in states like New York and California and Illinois, they're getting paid more to stay home than they can earn if they go get a job. It's absolutely unsustainable in the long run. They promise the Democrats promised the moon, and the young people believe them, and they vote for them. And you can't get common sense unless you are inside the White House looking out instead of on the outside looking in. Well, and of course, in this case, you've got a guy who gets up in the morning in a government building, is taken care of by a government staff, goes out and gets in a government marine helicopter, flies to the Andrews to get in the government uh, Air Force One to go to Delaware so he can so he can bicycle for the weekend. Now, he, as far as he's concerned, the economy is terrific. He isn't, you know, he isn't paying for anything, and everything's taken care of, uh, and it, it feels great. But for the average American, I mean, uh, over well, I think seventy something percent of Americans now say. They're living paycheck to paycheck. I fully agree with you. When you and Bill Clinton were a team uh, back then, you guys reduced the deficit because you guys both had common sense. Well, and we, act, we not only balanced the budget for four straight years, but when I left office, uh, Alan Greenspan, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, testified publicly he thought we might pay off all of federal debt by 2009. I mean, that, that was the momentum we built, and it was common sense get people off of welfare and back to work, create real economic growth, which generates a lot more revenue, and control spending. You do those three things, and you do them for five, six, seven years, you know, we, we can easily get back to a balanced budget uh, in the next decade if we decide that's our goal. What else would you like to talk about today? I mean, that Chinese balloon. I mean, 
shouldn't have shot it down. They should have shot it down over the Pacific. I don't understand well, what why they waited. Well, first of all, this is unbelievably dangerous because you don't know what those balloons are going to carry. Remember, these balloons are the size of a 20-story tall building. This isn't like the balloon at the Macy's Parade or the balloon that your kid has at the local county fair. These are 20-story high. They're very sophisticated. They use artificial intelligence to go to the right level, the right altitude, to pick up the right wind. So they're amazingly controllable. Uh, and this one had a what was probably an intelligence package hanging below it, but it could have had an, electron, an electronic magnetic pulse bomb, which would have taken out all the electricity in the state. I mean, we have to have a, we have to have both a a doctrine and the technology that says we will shoot you down before you reach American airspace. Period. Uh, and the way you know for Biden the other night to come to the State of the Union and say we met the challenge and we and we solved it is, is such a total. It's either a blatant lie, or, or as Laura Ingram said last night, he lives he lives on Fantasy Island, which I thought was was probably as good a line as I've heard because. Does he really believe, you know, Babylon B had this thing that said, first the balloon got to complete its journey, and then I shot it down. And that's what happened. And the balloon came all the way across the U.S. from Alaska to South Carolina. And finally, after it left American space, we shot it down. Now, how how can that possibly make any sense? And, and I understand, and I'm not uh, fully versed in it, that they could have brought it down uh, uh, slowly and gotten complete possession of everything without blowing it up completely. I, I, oh, you know anything about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. First, first of all, many, many years ago, uh, we used to have, before we developed the ability to send uh, pictures from space, we used to have satellites that would take pictures and then literally send the camera down. And we had planes that were specially equipped that would catch the camera in the middle air coming down from space. And we did it routinely. Now, the idea that we could not find, figure out a way to do just enough damage to the balloon that it starts to leak. And then as it gradually starts to sink from leaking, that you couldn't have had a couple of aircraft that figured out a way to, to capture it on the way down. Uh, it's just, you know, surely the Pentagon has not grown that incompetent. I mean, I, I worry because they're now they're more into wokeness than they are into defense. And I think you're seeing the effect of uh, people who just, frankly, are not very competent. I agree. Uh, Speaker Gringrich, I want to say thank you for everything you for you did for America and continue to do for America. And uh, I'm standing there next to you, and uh, thank you so much, and we'll catch up right. again real soon. Well, it's always good talking to you, John. Thank you. Thank you. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.